With us today is Mario Economo. Uh, he's a former uh, banker. He has worked in New York, London, Zurich for large money center banks. And he usually gives us his, a European report to find out what the heck is going on over there because eventually that's going to affect the United States of America. Mario Economo, welcome to Sunday morning. What the heck is going on in Europe? Yes, good morning, everybody, uh, and a wonderful Sunday wish to everyone. Um, let's start off with a discussion on Niger. Last week you had a lady on your program who gave some very good insight with respect to what happened in Niger and the coup there uh, and the uh, importance of Niger specifically with respect to uranium and the fact that France mined uranium from Niger in order to power its nuclear power plants. Uh, the situation, of course, there continues to be what it was. The uh, military uh, dictatorship continues to be in place. France's president has said that if there's any attack against France or any of its interests there, that Paris will respond forcefully. Uh, the reality is I'm not too sure what Paris can do. We know that the, uh, uh, in the U.S., the undersecretary of state went and visited uh, last week in Niger, and she met with the head of the defense there of the, uh, of the military junta. He's a fellow who's actually been trained by U.S. Special Forces. Uh, there was no meeting of minds, and she left saying that they are pretty determined to proceed uh, according to their own uh, uh, course of action. We know, though, that uh, the Wagner Group and Russia are in this, they're involved in this, and they're behind this, and, what, and that's one of the reasons why President Macron, I suspect, is no longer interested in speaking and discussing things with Russia, but rather continuing to arm and help the Ukraine, because he believes Russia is behind this, and Russia is going to make uh, life for France very difficult uh, in, this, uh, in this exchange. Um, we also know that in Russia, President Putin has announced that he's going to actually be allocating a substantial amount of money to develop a large system of drones. And although he didn't get in, into any details, it is suspected that what he wants to do is create a drone system where there's going to be swarms of drones which will actually in real time communicate with each other using AI. That's something that's being worked on by the U.S. and by the Israelis as well. And the idea is to be able to overcome any defenses another country may put up with respect to a swarm of drones. Um, it's going to cost roughly $6 billion, but if we look at what Russia earned in July uh, off of its crude exports and other products of 15, over $15 billion U.S. dollars, it should have no problem funding this uh, particular thing. With respect to the Ukraine, Germany has announced that it's going to actually be sending another battery of Patriot missiles, and it's also going to send something called a Taurus missile, which is a uh, longer-range miss missile, specifically of 500 kilometers. Germany did say that they would not send any more tanks, but it's interesting that Germany has decided to go ahead and send these longer-range missiles. I'm, I suspect the Germans realized that the offensive that the Ukrainians were uh, the Ukrainians had launched earlier this summer has failed. The Ukrainians have failed to breach the outer more, outermost line of defense that the Russians have set up. And we, like we said last week, once they breach that, if they even breach it, they still have two other lines they've got to get through. So it's not looking good for the Ukrainians. And we know this also because the Ukrainians are starting to use other tactics. They're starting to attack inside of Russia. Uh, they're starting to do things that uh, President Biden and the U.S. had specifically uh, asked them not to do, which was to actually take the fight into Russia. Uh, they're actually doing this, and it's going to be interesting to see how Washington is going to respond uh, to this. The Russians, for their part, continue 
to hold steady, and they continue to say that this uh, war will continue until their uh, requirements are met. We know that last week there was a meeting held by the uh, Saudis in Saudi Arabia where roughly 40 countries attended to discuss a ceasefire and terms to ending this war. The Ukrainians were there. However, the Russians were not there, so I'm not sure how you can have a meeting, although the Saudis did this and they did it in good faith because they do want to end the war. The reality is unless Russia is sitting at the table, it's a pointless discussion. Uh, are they getting, uh, Mario, are they getting uh, the people of Russia, not that they count, or the people uh, in Ukraine getting tired of this war? I mean, uh, it seems like uh, uh, no ending. It seems like no purpose other than Russia took st some strategic spots in the Ukraine and just waiting things out. Uh, yes, Russia controls roughly 20 to 25 percent of the eastern part of Ukraine. They're not going to give that up. The Russian people, for the most part, you're right, it's difficult to get any news out of Russia, but from people who live there and from things we hear over the Internet uh, and the like, the people continue to be behind President Putin. There's not the mass defections that everybody thought there was going to be. There is talk that in the Ukraine a lot of people are no longer interested in fighting. There is uh, the talk that a lot of people are actually surrendering. Do I know this for a fact? No, I don't, and I don't think anybody does. But we know that the U.S. has said that they estimate Ukrainian casualties to be roughly 300,000. So that's a lot of men in a year and a half. Think about that number, 300,000 men in 1.5 years. Uh, think about how long it took for the U.S. to lose roughly 55,000 men in Vietnam, and we're talking one and a half years. So this war has to end. There's no doubt about it. Uh, continuing it, it makes no sense. Countries like Germany, we see the German chancellor in, uh, who's from the Socialist Party uh, polling at roughly 17 percent, whereas the AFD, which is the far-right party, polling at 22 percent. And the AFD party, which is polling at 22 percent, has four requirements. The first is that Germany leaves the European Union. The second is that the European Union ceases to exist. The third is no more immigration into Germany. And the fourth is um, immediate reestablishment of commercial and diplomatic ties with Russia. So you can see that the people in Germany are starting to get tired of this, and they're starting to ask questions. How about um, the people I in France? Are, are they getting tired with their country being invaded uh, uh, with non-French? Yes, yeah, so the, we'll, that's how we'll close today. We'll discuss this whole immigration thing and the importance of what's happening. Uh, uh, President Putin and Russia and Turkey and Turkey, for that matter, have realized that one thing they can do is they can control the spigots of immigration into Europe. And um, by putting pressure and creating havoc in the Sahel and Africa, uh, President Putin knows a lot of people will start to flee and they're going to make their way into Libya and across into uh, Europe. We see the same thing happening in Turkey. Flows into Greece of migrants continue unabated. The numbers are pretty astounding, even though the government is saying that they're not as bad as they appear to be. Uh, social media would suggest otherwise. Locals who live up on the borders are taking uh, videos and pictures of migrants who are climbing over the walls, uh, over the walls which have been built with ladders, using bolt cutters to cut razor wire fence, uh, crossing the river, which is at a low right now because it's summer and there is uh, uh, thing, no water, essentially. Last thing before we're, we're up in time, uh, there's 10,000 uh, Russian troops on the border of Poland. Are they serious, or they're they're just uh, they're just to uh, stir the pot? 
do you mean in 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 the Belarus uh, on the border with? I, I'm sorry, I don't understand. You mean what the Wagner Group troops, which are up there? Well, there's a, there's there's Russian troops up there on the border of Poland, and Poland says they 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 they, uh, they hope that uh, they don't get invaded. Well, uh, yeah, so that's something we're going to have to watch because uh, the reality is we don't know what's going on on the border up there. I can assure you the Russians have substantially more than 10,000 men. Again, estimates are that the Russians are preparing three to 500,000 men uh, for a wartime situation. And by the way, this brings us back to one last thing that I do want to say. And Mr. Parker mentioned something very interesting last week, and that was specifically that the Chinese now are building merchant marine vessels, which are dual-purpose vessels. They're also going to be able to be used in a wartime uh, effort. So we see that China, we see that Russia are both preparing for what could be yes. a much larger scale war. That doesn't mean there's going to be a war, but the I fact understand. that they're preparing for one means that they're thinking many steps ahead of what we are in the West. Mario Konomu, thank you so much for your time, and uh, God bless you. And uh, uh, keep your eyes open on that Polish border to keep us informed, and we can put you on during the week if there's anything important happening. Thank you so much. Thank you. Enjoy your day.